Hello, welcome to the Anna Asks podcast and week three of my postpartum diaries. Now, (laughs) you might be able to hear in the background, I have a baby sleeping on me, so you'll probably have a little bit of snuffly noises happening. And I'm hoping that the volume is a bit better for this episode than it has been for the last couple. I think this episode is going to be a little shorter than the previous ones as well, but we'll see if that actually plays out. And before I kick off, I just want to acknowledge the Awabakal people as the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and work and raise my children and really pay my respects to their elders, past, present and future as well. All right, so what's happened this week? Um, First of all, on Monday, we had baby's newborn screening test. Now, when you give birth in the hospital, they usually do that on the very first day before you get a chance to go home. Um, When you birth outside of the hospital, it's something that you can choose to arrange after the fact. So we had that on Monday, just went in and had the electrodes placed, uh, I think one on her forehead, one on her cheek and one on the back of her head. And then they put two little earmuff kind of things onto the baby and they test for hearing at the frequency that conversation is at, volume and frequency that normal conversation is at. So they're not doing a full spectrum screen, but they're just checking that sort of wavelength so that that can um, make sure that they're good for hearing for speech and language development as well. So that was fine. Past that, they're meant to be calm so they can either be sleeping or awake but calm. She woke up just as we were going in there. So I fed her and the screener did the test while while she was feeding and that seemed to do the trick. So that was Monday. Tuesday, she had a really sleepy day, which was kind of convenient because we were having a day socialising. We met up with a big group of people that we see each year about an hour away from home. So that was great. Everybody got to meet her and those who wanted a cuddle could have a cuddle while she slept. Um, It did mean that I was quite full by the evening and she didn't do quite as much evening feeding as she had been the last few days, which had been cluster feeding in the evenings. But we managed and we also made it home That was my first time driving both the kids. So I probably could have planned that a bit better than an hour on the freeway at 9.30 at night with trucks and roadworks and all of that kind of thing. I probably could have picked a less stressful situation to have my first drive with them, but it is what it is and we got home. And Wednesday was a social day as well, which it all feels really busy compared to how my first postpartum was. But I suppose that's also that's also December for you, November, December. And I could have said no if I wanted to. All of these things were things where the invitation was open to me, but there wasn't an obligation. So that always feels really good. So on Wednesday morning, I again took both the girls by myself so that was the first time kind of getting out of the house with them by myself for the first time even though my partner was around to help actually get us organized in the morning sort of getting them into the car and arriving somewhere and unloading and 
setting up the pram and all of that kind of thing um, first time with both of them. So I feel like I've ticked a few boxes this week and I also felt like I needed a rest. So Thursday, a big girl was at kindy and I had a very restful day at home. The midwife came and I think it had been 10 days since she had come to our place and we weighed the baby and she's doing exactly what she needs to do, putting on weight and she was nice and calm and alert. She has really woken up the last couple of days so she had that really sleepy day on Tuesday and then each day since then she's had a little bit longer awake at a time so it's quite common that she'll have sort of two like stretches of two to three hours awake and then a couple of one hour blocks scattered throughout the day and night as well so also getting to that point of when I put her down then she wakes up sort of within 10 minutes or so but seems calm rather than hysterical when she wakes up which is kind of nice and happy to stay asleep if being held so that's sort of what I would expect and I really don't mind having this baby cuddling me while she snoozes in the day. Now I say that I don't mind which I absolutely don't it does complicate things with the older child when she is around though when you have an unputdownable baby. I have tried her in the carrier a couple of times the little one I don't like to do to really use the carrier for longer than I would be able to hold her in my arms walking around for but this is kind of carrier use where I just can have two hands for a short period of time seems to be fine if she's asleep and I have been able to transfer her into a carrier twice when she's been asleep already but absolutely hated it when I tried her in there awake so yes imaginative play with a three-year-old whilst holding a sleeping baby is quite challenging I'm finding parenting the older one to be the most challenging thing that's happening anyway I was already aware that I didn't, I wasn't really enjoying um, three as an age for, I don't know, phase, an age or phase that I loved. I love newborn phase, even, even with my first, who was really challenging as a newborn, I loved it. And three, I would say is probably my least favorite age so far. So I was aware of that during my pregnancy but now I have like the enjoyment of the newborn and the challenge of the three-year-old at the same time and it's showing me just how poles apart that is and that's not to say that I'm not enjoying my time with her or, or I would prefer not to see her or any of those things it's just hard you know this morning she wanted to put on a a concert for us she'd seen her friend do a little dancing concert the other week and so for that to happen she had to have exactly the correct outfit hair clips accessories which all had to be in the exact right place and you know we'd keep getting them wrong 
because the instructions are not quite clear and the execution is hard to do with one hand. And then it had to be the exact right music and we all had to sit in the exact chairs that she wanted at the exact time and all of these things are happening while I'm trying to latch the baby and it just it's just not easy. And then when you deviate from the exact rules of the game which haven't really been spelled out to you in the first place, that's that's a very emotional time for this particular three-year-old. And I, I said to a friend this week, I really want someone with my child's personality or, or someone who has a child who has a similar personality to my child to tell me that four is better than three, but I keep being too afraid to ask them because I don't want to get the wrong answer. So I love her very much and it's also a tricky thing. Um, last night she was going to sleep or going to bed but really only wanted me and, you know, baby's crying for a feed at the same time. So I'm trying to be in the bed with her while feeding the baby, while reading a book, while answering 20 questions about the book and all the things. So, yeah, it's not easy all of the time, but I am very thankful that I'm getting enough rest. I've been really happy with the support that I've been receiving friends, family, professionally, all of those things that we put in place are really, really paying off. And yeah, I'm really enjoying being able to do things like uh, the few exercises that I've selected to do each day. I've been really enjoying just being able to lie flat on my back. And now that my boobs aren't so sore, to be able to lie on my front as well. That has been a really, really long time. And I can't remember who I read this from, but they were talking about how their grandmother, whenever there was an emotional upheaval, would just tell her to go and lie womb to the earth. And it just feels really nice being able to put womb to the earth and and lay flat and feel myself breathing into my back and my lower ribs and parts that you can't breathe into when the baby is taking up all of your rib cage and lung space. So that has been feeling really, really good. Now that it is officially summer, I would love to go swimming, but even in a private pool, that's not recommended until you finish bleeding. I'm only three weeks and a day or two postpartum and that bleeding is expected to go for four to six weeks post-birth. So I might still have a few weeks till I can jump in, but I'm hoping that I'll be in the pool by Christmas time. And, and in saying that, know that even if they're around, you still might have to claim your space and claim your support from them in ways that you think may be obvious for them to step in, but it might not look obvious to an outsider. It might look like you're doing everything totally by choice. So um, 
Zelma from the postnatal project wrote just this week about how in her early postpartum period with her newborn, she spent a couple of days sitting by the window doing all of the care and feeding for her baby while she watched her husband perfect their lawn. So as you can probably hear, because I sound quite happy and I'm telling you all the good stuff, I am feeling really good. But I also completely acknowledge that I am only feeling this good because my partner has had the whole time off work so far. Uh, So three weeks, the three week mark is where he went back to work after our first child. And I think if I only had the baby, that would be quite fine right now. I would be totally okay with that. But with the two of them, I, I would not. I can really only handle um, kind of two, probably really two hours, maybe up to three, depending on what time of day it is, but two hours or so in the sole care of both of them before I start basically losing my mind and being really angry with the older one, which is not fair on her. And I think that would be a reflection of it being not fair on me to have both of them this early on. So I always tell my clients to organise for their partners to have as much time, leave time as possible, use up whatever paid parental leave is in their award or contract, use up the government um, partner pay, use up any annual leave that you have, use the full carer's leave as well if that's something that you're able to access, use all of it. It is really important. And for us, we have been able to organise that he actually has until, he has leave until his workplace shuts for Christmas and so then he'll have all of that shutdown time as well and then we may get a little bit extra on the other end of that too. And so I feel great sitting here saying how wonderful everything's been for the first three weeks. But if he was going back to work on Monday, I would be I would be in a state, but I suppose I also would have planned differently and be calling on different different people to be rostered on to help in different ways, the way that I did with my first child too which if you haven't heard me talk about that before, basically I organised that when he went back to work, I had four different people organised to each come for sort of two or three hours in the morning on a different weekday. They selected a different weekday each and I said, can you please come over for the first, I can't remember, four to six weeks on your allocated day just for that two or three hours to give me a hand and some company. So I only had one day by myself completely while he was back at work for that early period. So I probably would have come up with something similar this time around, but I haven't needed to. And having that live-in, live-in support, because we are co-parenting together here in the same house, is very, 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 very helpful. So if you know that your partner is going back to work, whether that's day-only work, shift work, fly-in, fly-out, whatever it is, really think about how you're going to get the most support that you can um, because it is massively, it is what is massively propping up my mood and my mental health and in turn my physical health right now. 
The luck on the physical health might be winding down a little bit though. Um, you probably know how sick we were, how often during pregnancy and we've made it through our first three weeks of newborn life, being physically well, but after a very social week, um, big girl has a very snorty nose at the moment. I have a snuffly baby who I've had to hold upright pretty much through the whole night so that she can sleep and uh, I have quite a sore throat myself. So we are rat negative at this point, but uh, I'm a bit dubious on that. So we'll see what the week holds. It could be um, a little a little less rejuvenating and relaxing than than the first few weeks have been. Actually, that's not quite true. How quickly we forget. I had mastitis in the first week and that was something that I was a little worried about this week was that my box of the Chiara probiotics, the expensive anti-mastitis ones, was running out and I just feel like I'm still a bit of a sitting duck until our supply and demand is fully stabilised. So I decided that I was going to get another box and stay on a preventative one-a-day kind of dose until that time comes. So it hasn't been a completely worry-free or anxiety-free time, but it's been pretty good. So that's all for week three. I will talk to you again soon. Oh, another thing that I've been really enjoying is reading actually, which I know is something that falls off the radar a lot of the time when you become a mum. It was my mission this year, or sort of my New Year's resolution. I wanted to read 22 books in 2020. And once I started, I realised actually how much I enjoyed it and how much I'd missed it, especially fiction books. I hadn't read fiction for so long. So what I have been doing is I've got a couple of apps on my phone. So one of them is the Kindle app, but there's also a couple that link to the library memberships I have. So our local library and also our state library are connected to um, some apps that you can borrow ebooks and audiobooks through. So when I'm feeding in the night and it's just going for a long time, I have been able to read some light-hearted, entertaining kind of books on my phone. Um, I changed the screen so it's black with white text instead of the other way around so it's not too glary at night. And I've also been reading a couple of physical books a bit more slowly than usual but getting there just when I have little pockets of time so I feel like I'm doing something for me and not just stuck in a a hole of scrolling. So yeah, reading, it's wonderful. I'm going to let you know in a little while about uh, a little, a little giveaway, a bit of a collaboration that'll be happening in a few weeks time. Um, But before that, if you are thinking of a book for yourself, for someone else for Christmas, get in and order mine. It is available on my site I'll put it the link in the show notes and if you order before I think it's the 9th of December then I'll be able to make sure that you can get it anywhere in Australia delivered to you in time for Chrissy I think it's just because the Western Australia and South Australia you have to make sure that you post a little bit earlier from New South Wales so I'm saying the 9th of December to make sure that we've got a bit of buffer 
bit of buffer zone. Yeah, if you have any questions about my postpartum now, my postpartum planning, anything like that, send me a message or an email and I'll answer next time. Adios, amigos.